Welcome to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast, helping you live your best life, offering whole life insights and a unique perspective from two sisters and sisters, speaking to the collective sisterhood of women everywhere. And for all you evolved men out there, welcome. We bring you the key success principles for personal finance, leadership, and business to help empower you with the tools and strategies to help you get ahead and succeed at a higher level every day. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. Now, as is tradition, before we get started, we do want to just take a quick second to remind you to subscribe to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast so you never miss out on our latest episode. And if you want to really support the channel, do share us with a friend. Cotton Kai, well, guess what? We're at P number four. No, really, we're still in our four P's challenge because I'll tell you what, you know, now that I'm making progress, I am looking forward to um, tracking it and writing down the, the um, you know, how far I've come. And just to give you a little preview, we're going to do a show and tell where I will reveal to you, you know, my progress. And of course, it'd be great to hear from you on some of your progress. So here's my little tracker. And I was just writing in this last night and I was like, yay. <laughs> so I'm excited. But anyway, today's topic is P number four, uh, productivity. Persistence, passion, and pluck. Now, here's the question of the day. Is the superwoman era behind us? Do you remember that commercial jingle? Uh, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never ever make you forget you're a man. Now, you know, I may have misstated that somewhat, but that line stays with me. Now, after all these years, it's still in my head, although I have no idea what the product was. Do you remember what the product was? Because I don't even remember. I don't either. I was trying to remember that when you said it, but I, I don't. thought about doing a Google phrase and really, although they'd rather we remember the fr- the product, right? Do the phrase, yeah. So whoever wrote that, <laughs> I hope they got a raise. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Um, but you know, aside from, I'm going to say the sexist overtones, um, I felt it spoke to women's independence, um, just like the lyrics from Aretha Franklin's Pink, Pink Cadillac, where she ended with, thank you, I'll get it myself. Now, I think that's me to a T. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of like, okay, I get it. So here's the dealio. Uh, The success journey can be a long one. And anyone who tells you otherwise is being disingenuous. And truth to tell, Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars is not really talking about a one and done type of adventure. You may have picked up on that. It's so we're talking real lifestyle changes. You know, we want you to be bold in your dreams and goals and, you know, do, do obviously do the work to get you there. So full disclosure, content's under pressure, right? This may require some heavy lifting. So, okay. So as I said, the question is, how then will you achieve your big dreams. Now, as I was saying that, I was realizing I just uh, used that in, um, oh my goodness, one of my interviews, and I should really come back to that, what big comes out to, probably not going to be on this page, so I should really not look for that right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it'll appear in another podcast. Uh, of course. <laughs> oh, because I like my little, what do we call those, mnemonics? 
Um, When making the transition to entrepreneurship, you will need to be pristine with your time, which is why we thought it appropriate to talk about productivity and persistence, right? Uh, You've heard the saying, work smarter, not harder. Um, But well, what if you actually have to do both? That is work smarter, use your time well, utilize technology, automation, delegation, and you will also have to work harder. You'll have many irons in the fire and you will learn new skills such as project management. I think that would be critical. Um, When you put that into context, your project management, no, really, you will have to learn project management, right? But because you need to keep all the balls in the air. And I'm here to tell you, you got this and we can help. All together now. We wanna start with the sexy productivity because that is actually the glue that holds it all together. And I'm, I think you know this, but some things are worth repeating that having a daily routine is key. You need to find out what works for your internal clock. And I've told you way more than you ever want us to know. You know, I'm a pretty much a night owl. I, I, I find that I get a lot done um, after traditional business hours. You know, I get my second win. And, you know, I can go for a really long time, which is not helpful when I want to get up earlier, um, which is to, to do my focus time. Now, I this isn't Larissa, but studies have shown that your natural circadian clock, if you will, that's your internal clock, um, uh, shows that the body is really, um, what is it called? developed or however you know we've we've evolved to where we can actually work more efficiently in the morning so i'm trying to give up some of my night out hours so i can dedicate some of those to the morning hours because um i find that i can get some excellent writing done between 7 and 9 a.m when i time myself to the computer first thing so i wanted to what and i probably asked you this before but remind me you're a morning person too right I, i am yeah. And so, you know, it's funny. And so our listening audience by now, just to remind them, we are three hours apart. Yeah. And so this is really key because this sister is ready to go run races and probably leave the house. But because my sister is three hours later than me, you know, there's some adjustment, but here's the thing. Daily routine is what she said. When I am off my routine, I can tell. I am so productive because, I mean, it's funny, I I shared this uh, recently. I was out of town and we saw some friends we hadn't seen in, you know, maybe 10, 15 years. I, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. One's getting ready to retire, husband's retired. So we talked about routines. It was just really funny sharing that. And so when they, so when I shared my day and you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, most people say, well, I'm just gonna get up and do whatever. Mm, not so. If I, if I get up with that thought in mind, I find like I'm just stagnant. I'm just kind of, in a, in, a, in a stew, sort of speaking. 
So daily routine is so key. And two of those things uh, are so well, because we're talking productivity. And, and because we have some other piece here, maybe I can put some more in, in a different time. But the other thing that you mentioned was focus. For me, routine is about focus. But you know, it's also recently talking with different age groups that was also kind of a mind opener. It is also discipline, self-discipline. And so for us to be productive, it requires, so maybe you don't have a daily routine and maybe you can do without having a daily routine, but to be productive, this I, I feel like you have to have focus, but I do, honestly, for me, one of my best things is daily routine. So I don't want to take that away. Second one is I believe focus and self-discipline are really the key to productivity, however way you get there. Uh, and as I was saying, and I probably have some examples, but when I watched different age groups and how they did things, that was really interesting to me. I, I've had this, you know, I've talked to others, but watching it in action was really interesting. <laughs> I've got to come back to your night out, my dear sister. <laughs> You know, I, I'm, I, I like to go with the flow, but I like to have my things that I'm going to get accomplished. And I, sounds old school, but I love checking things off my list um, because I want to enjoy my day, but I also want to feel like I got something done at the end right. of the day. And so, you know, is a that perfect day for me is I have some work time, exercise, and some play time. If I can get all those three and some nesting, if I can get all those four pieces in, I'm a happy clown. Hey, you're golden. Yes. I you agree. know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. let me just share with you a few, a reminder from a couple of my uh, morning moxies on my YouTube channel. Uh, some highlights, if you will. So I did a uh, morning moxie on focus and I broke, I used each letter to kind of break it down to help you. When we say focus time, that's really carving out specific hours in the day to get your heavy lifting done but I'm just going to remind you, break down each letter to kind of describe or help you get a real feel for what it means to be focused. So number one is, you know, funnel your energy into blocks of time, which I just said. Um, so chunks, blocks, chunks, however you want to say it, and optimize your outcomes with goal setting and action. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to sit in front of the computer for two hours. No, you are getting things done. Um, specific things that will move your goals forward key. Um, choose an easy win for your morning because, you know, once you start winning early in the day, that really sets the tone for the rest of your day. And that will help you to keep plugging away, especially when, what's that called? Oh yes. Life happens in the middle of your go getting, um, you know, utilize the first two to four hours for your most important priorities. Now we have talked ad nauseum. I know about having the goals, but it's really about taking those action items each day. So, you know, however you do it, keep it posted, keep it visible, keep it in one of your little handy dandies, as I do love them, um, just to keep your keep you focused and you don't lose sight of what you're working on. And critical uh, schedule that focus time on your calendar. You can't say, okay, I'm going to be focused two hours for today and, you know, I'm just going to kind of squeeze it. Nope. I suggested first two hours of the morning, but your clock may be different. Maybe it's the last two hours of the day when you get your second win and you're just gonna huh, hustle through and just mm -hmm. check it all off. 
you know, the beginning, middle, wherever it happens to be, you do need to have those two hours on the calendar. And I'm saying two hours, maybe you split it. Maybe it's an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. That also works um, sometimes. For, for me, the writing part needs to happen early because your brain doesn't have doesn't get all clogged up with you know, all that other mm -hmm. stuff that happened in between nine to five or whatever your hours happen to be. Um, so if I can, I just wanna share with you again, calendar. Everyone has heard the word calendar, but um, I, I created again, another moxie just because I'm a helpful kind of soul in case you didn't pick up on that. But um, are you using your calendar effectively now? There are so many different versions out there. I cannot speak to you which version to use, whether it's an electronic calendar, just a calendar on your phone, the calendar on your laptop, the calendar on the wall, desk spotter. I've got them all. <laughs> so, you know, I have way too many calendars. You know, don't, don't, don't pull anybody. I'm trying to keep them all together. But here you go. I want to give you another uh, mnemonic for calendar to help you get the best results, if you will. Now, um, Again, calendar, spelling it out. That C is, these are all the things I feel like have a place on your calendar for someone who is, who is growing and becoming and getting big things done. Connections. We've said it way too many times that your network is your net worth. So schedule the coffee um, or lunch, if you will, coffee. It's probably time more effective, but you know, whatever. With that prospect, client, or colleague, you've got to make those connections. You've got to nurture those relationships. So make sure you have connections on your calendar. Uh, I'm going to say at least once a week, but ideally three times a week. And those action items cannot forget. You must write them out. Don't try and keep everything up here. You know, there's, there's a whole lot of traffic going on up here. So write down your action items so that you stay clear, focused, and I was going to say progressive, that's not the right word, but making progress. And leisure time. Look, I've already told you, it's not about working 24-7. And you do have to take care of yourself. So that need, means you need some time to breathe. Or maybe that's some time to meditate, whatever you happen to do. But there needs to be some leisure time. And it needs to be on your calendar because, you know, if it's not written down, it does not happen. Hmm. Now, here's the thing that I bet is not on your calendar today, but I'm suggesting to you that it should be. And that is your education. Look, you are a busy woman. I happen to know you're a busy woman because you're listening to this podcast. But the thing of it is, you will stagnate if you do not continue to grow. So you must carve out time during your week, not necessarily every day, but definitely during your week. You know, that's some reading, that's a workshop, that's a new skill set. I already talked about project management. You need to learn how to keep all the balls in the air while cleverly keeping your sanity intact. Guffaw, guffaw. So make sure you schedule some education time. Now, we talked about connections that's your one-on-one, but you need to do networking in the one-to-many situation. So you need to put yourself out there because remember, it's not just who you know, but it's also who knows you. And even though you can't realistically be everywhere you want to give the perception of you everywhere now so be mm -hmm. visible be seen be out there rubbing shoulders if you will you do need to include networking on your schedule 200 now is everybody's favorite d is for delegation <sighs> look you cannot do it all you should not do it all so you need to have those team members or third parties, however you want to do it. You need to delegate some of the minutiae, some of the 
busy work, if you will. That is not how you spend your best time. And address any hanging chads. Now, you know, there was a whole Florida scandal and that's where that term is. Again, these things that stick in my head for why, mm. I don't know. Um, this was, oh, it's interesting. Address chads. Those hanging chads, right? These are leftover items because, you know, again, you have your schedule, you have your calendar, you have a long list, hopefully not too overwhelming. But life happens. There's an interruption or something you schedule mm -hmm, takes longer mm -hmm. than the other. And you just, for some reason, cannot get it all done. But if it is important, you need to address those things that were not completed previously, as long as they are in the moving you forward section. And then lastly, of course, this is everybody's favorite, and this is an easy peasy. This is just your review and prepare. Hello. Hi, how are you? Review and preparation for your next day. Review. What did you accomplish? Is there anything that needs to be carried over? Is there anything that needs to be dropped? And then what are you going to do for the next day? Now, sometimes people uh, do their calendar like on a Sunday for the whole week at a time, and you can do that. But you also need to leave some blank spaces in there because do not schedule hour to, every hour back to back. Right. Don't over schedule for sure. Right. I, I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of that. And I've learned not to do that. You sir, I'm sorry. Would you want to say that aloud? Because I might have to shake my finger. Did I yeah. hear you say you have learned not to do that? Well, you're still working. You're a work in progress. Well, well, actually, it's something else. I don't overschedule. It's my learning how to say no. There is that, and we could use that in for no. Um, uh, you know. No. That, that is also a good reminder. Thank you for saying that. I might have to redo my calendar. But um, you do, we, we talked about, this is actually one of our very first podcasts. Do you remember we talked about that? Think about that. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. So learning how to say no, because everyone's crisis is not your personal emergency and saying no is fine. And actually, I know you have some thoughts about this, but no is a complete sentence. I read that somewhere and I really like it. Don't mm -hmm. have, you don't always have to make excuses for why you cannot take on this, this, that is not your, this, right? Um, but anyhow, let's not beat that to death, but sometimes you do have to say no. And then, like I said, sometimes the things that you plan do take longer. So that is why you don't want to, you want to have some gaps when you're making your calendar for the overruns, for the interruptions, and just for, you know, maybe give yourself a little break. How about that one? Okay, so using your calendar for best results. So um, I always say this, and I'll say it today boldly. I will try and put that into the uh, description for the podcast so that you will have that to refer to, or you can just listen again and write it down. Um, and then, you know, when we talk about productivity, I wanted to have a nice long list of tools. I don't have any tools. I'm still pretty old school. I love my technology when it's not fighting me, but I, two things that I will say, as a girl, ooh, sorry, as a woman, <laughs> I do refer to myself as girl, and I'm like, why the heck not? No one's going to call me girl. I can call myself a girl if I feel like it, but Absolutely. I particularly have a thing about notebooks. You should see my office, and that means not really, but um, these little booklets that I keep waving at the camera, I get these from Michael's. And they're like right by the um, checkout line. There's this whole bit row of bins. And these, I think they're about $2, but you know, 
they're just very attractive. And then if you put a nice label on them, see, and then you can have your different attractive booklets for the different topics. And this was my answer, I wanna say to post-its. My, my monitor used to be, um, you know, used to be covered with post-its. And so I have graduated from post-its. Now I just have notebooks. Um, but you also have a notebook on your phone. I know people live and die by the phone. So one of the, I know it, they all come with this little quote unquote quick memo type app already um, installed. But if you download Zoho Notebooks, um, I don't know if I can open that up for you, but anyway, that is one of my faves that I use on a regular basis. And let's see if I can show you this without showing my whole life story. Uh, you know, you can create these individual electronic notebooks that um, essentially, again, similar to the real life notebooks, you can use a different notebook for different topics. And you have that on the fly, which is the useful part of it, because you know, people who do not leave home without their phones, it's very handy. Now, Cecilia, I know you like to call yourself other words, but I'm going to use word old school. And I know you're super duper with your calendar because you take notes sometimes when we're meeting. But what else are you doing over there? And so, so uh, oh. um, I, I want to go. You, you've said a lot. All very good. And you know, <clears throat> give me some reminders. I want to go back to project management. Mm. Um, when you, you know, when you were first talking about this and, you know, project management can be a noun or it could be a verb, right? So in this case, activity, action. One of the things for those who are having to deal with a lot of people, <clears throat> when I was still working and one of the suggestions that I gave, we had, I was in an organization and we just had way too much going on. It was chaos because we had so many meetings and it was like Ohio to California. We had a lot of people uh, who we worked with was on the West Coast. And I said, we, we have got to- You should be used to that by now. A calendar, a calendar using the software project management. Mm -hmm. So it's expensive, maybe, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't pay for it, but you had to have a license for it. And what you can do with that is both everybody engages with the other party. So if you do have a business and you want to see when you can meet, when should you have a review, you know, scheduling weekly meetings, scheduling quarterly reviews, project management is very effective in seeing where the kinks are. And so one of the other things that I said you should, one should do, and I think, Larissa, we try to do it and somehow we need a tool because I said, no, I'm going to be out this week. I've always been in tune with telling people when I'm not going to be available. Well, we need a calendar. And so the calendar, and I've done it with my own staff. I said, there's the big calendar. When are you going to be in school? When are you going to be to, you know, traveling for business? When are you going to have be out for a doctor's appointment, surgery, surgery for a few weeks or something with your children? So calendar to what you said, so I'm going from project management, which is people, but also incorporating all the things you said about calendar. I wanna just go off a little bit more because this is a tool. My, I call my tools methods. It's like a process and methodologies, but they're tools for managing my time, right? And so the calendar, everything you said, I agree with why those are important, but, Old school, I have my calendar. I still write on a calendar, 
So here's the deal, people. If you have a family that you're here with, you need a family calendar. You have your own, and they need to know when you're unavailable or when you're busy, because that can mess with what you're doing, okay? The other thing is um, I have, you know, separate calendar for work, you know, when I have, you know, when I'm going to be on podcast, but I put it on two calendars. So I actually use more than one calendar. And last but not least, those things that I really definitely don't want to forget, I do use the calendar on the phone because the built-in tools allow you to put in how, how long it takes you to get to where you're at. You know, you need to know. One thing I was talking last, uh, you know, when we were talking with some friends, they just kept insisting, well, we could take you over here and you guys, did you all get to do this? Well, there's only so many things you can do. We, you know, we had six days to see things. We got five, six different personalities. So trying to manage that meant we needed to manage our time, right? And you're in California. It's how far does it take to get somewhere? That's part of your calendar. A lot of people don't think about that. They put a time on the clock, and then, then they have to go somewhere and say, oh my gosh, it took me two hours to get there or, or an hour, or you've just lost something. So maybe you need to be listening to our podcast during that time or something or learning something when you're sitting in traffic. Those are so important because the thing about me that I've always been, I don't like to waste time. We all only have 24 hours in a day. So productivity to me does mean managing that clock. And then uh, what else did you say that I was, oh, the other, the other useful thing, notebooks, I'm with you right there. Of course, my dear sister bought me all these notebooks, but she little did she know that I was a notebook person too. I love notebooks. I love, I could really just go waste a lot of money on notebooks, but I mean, what are you going to do with them? I did not realize how many notebooks I had until I retired. I was giving away notebooks to my son. I said, hey, can you use some of these notebooks? So a lot of them I had gotten from conferences or other yeah. things. And so, you know, keep the ones you need, but if they're a distraction, but I do like to write to go back I like to write period and so sometimes you just take a little notes so um, I use them for different subject matters and, and that way because I find we're so information overloaded uh, I have three I, I, sep I use my separate email accounts too I actually use uh, three email accounts I didn't always do that but since I've been retired I, I want my work stuff to go into one my house stuff to go into another. And then there's another one for just certain, certain private only for me things, right? Well, I mean, the work and they all somewhat private, but anyway, so that's the other two that I wanted to share. So yeah, so while it may be old school, but you know what I have found is when I talk to other people, I'm like, I'm pretty efficient. You know, these young folks can't necessarily out do me with that efficiency because I've seen, you have to go with what works for you but they're not maybe as sensitive to time. Time is really critical in all we're trying to talk about productivity. So here's my last thing. Um, and Lisa, as soon as I said, she'll say, yeah, of course. So when we write something, we don't write it just for one thing. So I've been working on something that I have to do a presentation for. And, and rather than just speaking it, I wanted to write it down because I said, I'm going to use this for something else. 
Well, I, it, it saves rework, right? It definitely saves you time. You're building whatever it is you're trying to build to. And I find that it, it, it keeps your mind very active when you do that. It, it, it keeps you focused. And the, so with that in mind, um, using, you know, my, whether it's Microsoft tools or other tools, there are a lot of tools out there, but I was working with a mentee the other day and I, I did, I use track changes. So, you know, he gave me a document. I've used these track changes. Well, he, he wasn't familiar with that. Oh. And he wanted to go and type, you know, so with, then we met in person and he wanted to type. I said, uh, no, just take what I gave you. It's your doc. So then I had to show him how to accept the changes and things like that. But you know what? Sometimes that's upfront work. But once you, if you're working with other people, do the things that are out there that are already with something that you have, right? To prevent the rework. Time is important. Prevent rework. So for me, if I'm writing, I'm trying to prevent rework. I, and I always kind of work like that with other people. It's, you know, help people to prevent rework for yourself and with others because your time is very valuable. That's part of the productivity picture as well. And then, oh, I, 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 I got my last one. I said that was my last one. My notes. I didn't always use notes, but I'm going to get that Zoho notebook. I do sort of use the notes that's on my phone. What I learned was every time I had a thought, I'd put it down. But I, I did two things. I would put them in the, if they're big enough or whatever, in my uh, note. Uh, what is a book? For iPhones, it's a, it's a book. But they just take whatever. Renaming what you do is very important so you can find things. That's, that's part of all what I wanted to tell you. Sometimes we have so much stuff you got to name something so you can find it because exactly. that wastes time. Yeah. And then um, if I don't want to read, if it's something kind of long or maybe I spoke it into the phone, I'm learning how to do that, speak it to the phone, but sometimes translation is pretty horrible. Mm. So there's that. But if, if you want to speak into the phone or speak slowly or write, whatever the case may be, email it to yourself. Then you can just copy and paste into a document and then tweak and manage it. So there's different ways because as you said, Larissa, a lot of writing or planning or preparation actually ends up taking us longer than we think. And so those are what I'm trying to share are things to maybe cut down some of that time. Okay, so here's the thing. What she did, she what, what one of the things that I, you know, when you hear someone else say it, you're like, you know, like, okay. But definitely repurpose your work, write it once, use it thrice, right? Um, in different formats, you can usually, repurposing helps you a lot. Um, the thing about the Zoho notebooks, which I'm not an affiliate, but um, you, can, you can capture a link on a website, you can do a voice recording, you can take a picture, and then of course, just typing it in. So there are many features that you can use to get the information into the subject notebooks um and it's just a wonderful tool but anyway yes a way to try it <laughs> so um you said a lot of things that i wanted to pick back up on but uh yes and use the tools that are available now when i was talking productivity as she was going through this things like yes you, you sometimes you just use things and you don't realize that this is an, an aside or something that should be mentioned but definitely when you're working with others the track changes in word is a critical tool, um, you know, project management software, 
it's not cheap because they do want their coin, but um, it is helpful whether, however you do it. And when I say project management, that sounds like a big thing. That is just really keeping all the balls together and moving forward. Um, so some of the, the other three Ps, you know, persistence, passion, and pluck, we're just gonna wrap this up for you. But, you know, all this productivity, one is critical, but at the end of the day is the persistence factors is how do you stay the course? Um, now, we've all heard about, and I'm, I'm hoping that you'll share some stories or examples, but, you know, because what happens when you are on your success journey, you know, there is somebody right over here, you know, those naysayers that you have to learn how to deal with, um, you have to learn how to take care of yourself because you must have the stamina for doing big things. So how are you taking care of yourself? And then really the not the critical, but a huge thing that people might not think about is your sustainability of your ventures with financial planning. Now, you know, your personal budget, number one, kind of drives the other part of it because what you need to live on determines to some degree what you're trying to earn, not to some degree, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you know, it is impacted by whichever they're, they're, they're symbiotic, right? They feed into each other. So when you're looking at your business ventures, and I said it probably two podcasts ago is that, you know, one of the things that people don't go out of business, they grow out of business, right? They don't have the finances to you know, fulfill that big order or to hire that team, um, whatever the case may be. So you do need to always keep a, keep a serious bug eye on your numbers because that is going to help you continue to grow and become and help your business expand. And that is why really that financial planning is critical. So make sure that that is part of your um, structure is that you, number one, do your planning, but you know you have all these things that need to help you stay the course. Well, I, I know we, we're trying to cover up things real quick. So I, the briefly, just one thing I wanna say about the naysayers, and this is kind of going into the other P's that you mentioned, but staying the course is truly what this is all about. And to those naysayers, it's really based on what you believe. And so if you believe in you and you believe in your product, what you learn to do with naysayers is like, it's a sales job. You learn how to, some cases, depending on what you're trying to do, it may be a negotiation even sometimes, but um, it's all about being positive and, and sometimes, you know, into and, and speaking about what you believe in. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. I mean, self-care, it just goes without saying, and we we talk we've talked much about self care, but that to me is underlying basic for everything that we do. And the other component, if you will, I think that in helping you stay the course is your passion. I call women midlife women, if you will. That is my platform. Pink Passport Society is my voice. What is your, you know, the passion, your why, if you will, um, for what you are trying to accomplish? Uh, you need to have a platform, something that you're working for and toward, which helps you find your voice. 
And when you have those two things together, your voice is, you know, being loud and proud about what you're doing is sharing with all because you cannot be a best kept secret and be successful. Mm-hmm. You can't. <clears throat> um, so make sure you know what it is that you're building and, and, and why you're building it. Um, and, and your passion, this is the energy behind everything that you do and having your, um, you know, they say when you have a business, obviously, is that you are solving a problem for someone. You can't always just be a nice to have because the nice to haves are more like, in my mind, um, B2C business to consumer. And then when people, you know, they have to start cutting things out, you know, then they're going to start cutting out the nice to have. So have a reason and be solving a problem and then realize what your quote unquote secret sauce is, how you deliver your solution right, is what attracts your tribe to you. So you have to be aware of those three critical things, which, um, because you're going to need, you're going you're to have those days. When you have those days that will rear up, you do need to keep the fire burning. And that is your passion that helps you plow through or, you know, move forward when things happen. So you said a lot of what I would have said. Um, I mean, I, I would just be restating. Your passion is your motivation for productivity and persistence. If I was to go back and do my summary of things, that's what your passion does. It is what gets, what keeps you motivated. It is what keeps you being persistent. And I haven't said a sports analogy in a while. But for the basketball fans out there, March Madness is going on. And I heard Charles Barkley talk about a coach yesterday because it's all, you know, it's the coaches. And a lot of it is, there's a lot of discussion about coaches. Well, that's sports coaches. But as a coach myself, we have things that we learn. Uh, if you're working for an organization, they give you all these criteria. They want you to go right to the ladder. But you know what? At the end of the day, you have to do you. Now, you do, you should follow a script. Yes, you do, you can learn from others. But the one thing he said is, you know, when you're coming in as a coach, you can't try to be like the other coach. You have to come in and do your thing. And your thing is going to be your passion that you bring to the game. It is about getting others to follow your brand and to follow you. And so much of what we see today, you know, celebrities, well, okay, that's nice, but what am I going to follow a celebrity? It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, you don't even know. It comes that. under the heading of worlds apart. And so I do not yeah. understand that whole I, I Right. And people are just so, you know, you know, so if you're going to follow something, is it your thing or not? So that's what we're talking about. Because when you are passionate about something, you will get that's what's going to say for you, get her done. You really believe in your dream and you want to make it happen. Your passion will help you fulfill the big audacious goals that you have. Yes. And your pluck. This is all you. So, you know, I, I'm, I say pluck just because it was a nice P, but I mean, pluck is your moxie and your majesty. That is how your brand shines through in everything that you do. Now, we, we give you an awful lot of information each week. I know we do. And the idea is not for you to be overwhelmed, 
but hopefully there's some inspiration in there. Um, hopefully there is some good, um, not hopefully, there's definitely some good intel, some how to, um, but at the end of the day, it's all you. And we want you to quote unquote, do you. Mm-hmm. And that is your moxie and your majesty. That is your pluck. That is how you, the person shines through in everything that you do. Um, so I want you to, first of all, be aware of it, to embrace it and let it shine. Um, this is where a demonstration of your strengths, I think will be most visible because you know we have our book learning, we have our life Maybe skills, yeah. common sense or whatever, but you know, your interpretation of all of those things and how you bring them forward through everything that you do, that is so important. So we, we, we didn't, we spent an awful lot of time on productivity because that's critical, but I don't know, we probably could have spent just as much time on your, this P, the plug, because that is, you are, you are the foundation of all those other things that we keep talking about. And how you grow and how you become and how you develop and, you know, your person, your essence. I'm going to start waxing poetic here. So I'm going to stop. But I want you to realize how important that is to see it. So um, how do you want to, how do you want to? Well, you you go for it. I I, I like it. Um, I was thinking, you know, at the end of the day is the person that you want to be. You know, uh, some, the, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, let me, I'm sorry. Let I don't want to muddy it up. Striving to be, I apologize. Not want to be, because you know what? We, we, we're beyond want. This is what you're striving to be. Remember, we're at that peak performance. This is what you are striving to be. Okay. Okay. So, you know, when we're putting these podcasts together, we're trying to get impactful, actionable words out on the table. And then sometimes when you start actually having the conversation, it just kind of takes on a life of itself, I think. Um, and we just never want to stop. Because <laughs> I swear to goodness, I don't know when I just start talking, I just start talking. But, um, and then Cecilia's like, her, her eyes get really big. I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, listen, remember, 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 and replay. I think you want to replay this one because, you know, we talked about, what did we talk about? We talked about, you know, your personal goals, your professional goals. We talked about your pocketbook because that's so critical. And now this 4P, I think it's also critical. That's why Mm -hmm. I said 4Ps to peak performance, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Incorporate the calendar method. And I will put a check mark by that. So I do put that into the subscription box, but we want you again, listen to this again because that's kind of like the how into everything that we're telling you, but I will give you again, this written tool so that you can use your calendar more effectively. Carve out focus time every, every work day. I mean, you do have some play time. We're gonna let you have a day off. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. give you a day off. Um, but you know, you do need to find the focus time. Like I said, if you have writing to do, I would suggest you do that in the morning because that's before the day happens and your brain is still clear. Hopefully it's well rested after a good night's sleep. Um, and then you can apply yourself and start writing, um, which, you know, put on some, put research on your calendar so that when you do sit down at the computer, you have already done your research and you're just producing. That is the whole time of, excuse me, the whole point of focus time is to be producing. 
and not just writing. I mean, I'm saying getting those real things done. Um, I'm recommending at least one, preferably two hours in the morning, because again, once you've done those wonderful things first thing in the day, it's a cakewalk the rest of the day. I don't care who's calling you on the phone. Um, now, one thing that people don't always think about because, you know, thank you, I'll get it myself. I'm, I'm guilty. Um, if possible, <laughs> find three sources that will help you or allow you to delegate the administrative and the minutia. Um, that back office work is not the best use of your time. Keep an eye on your finances. Don't, you know, outsource that so much. But the paperwork, the phone calls, the scheduling, the, the this and the that, you don't have time for all that. You're out there conquering the world. Now, you know, if you're not at the point of hiring directly, I'm going to say again, find a freelancer. Uh, Fiverr is often, often touted as being a, a, an affordable source, and it can be for depending on what you want to do. Obviously, the prices are really not bad. I have used them a couple of times, um, but it's not the $5 that they promote. Let me just tell you that right now. And if it is $5, you probably don't want it. But um, it is an affordable resource to find freelancers to do some of your, maybe your social media outsourcing or some of the other things, again, that you need to do, but you don't have time to do. Um, you can maybe get an offshore virtual assistant. Um, what is it called? Professional or team member. Um, you know, their rates are a lot better than what we have to pay in the US of A. Um, and most of the, I'm just going to say the Philippines or other, other countries, but Philippines, for example, they're a large portion of college educated. Um, so that you have a, um, I think that lends itself to um, faster learning and then they kind of quote unquote get things a little bit more quicker. But you know, look offshore and obviously do your homework because one BA over here is not the same as that BA over there. I, I did learn that lesson. Um, so that was an adventure, but I still believe it's a viable option. Um, you know, and maybe there's more local resources, but again, if you're just starting out, an offshore team member might be a starting place because it's just more affordable to you get up and running and, you know, maybe you want to pay U.S. prices. I don't know. But um, this is absolutely the boost that you need to get you to the next level. Because at some point, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and you are whipped and worn out. Um, that means it's time to hire somebody. So don't wait till it's too late. Um, so those are your three assignments. Use your calendar effectively, carve out your focus time and get some help for some delegation. Could I just say- Would you please? Uh, about the delegation. And this is something I see often. And so again, I'm the older person in the group. I, I, I saw this from a very young age to older. And I have since come to realize that the delegation issue is about, it's a control issue. Everybody wants to be in control of their bodies and what they give up. And it's something you have to learn to do. And not only are is the administrative things that my sister mentioned, but there's some other things about delegating. It might just save you a few calories, brain calories, because if you're tired, if you're overdoing, you're not as effective, you're not as productive, you're not as passionate. 
because you don't have the energy to be passionate because you won't allow somebody to help you. There are so many little places, but, but learning, letting someone help you or delegating and, and I'm, and I know it sounds like I'm kind of twisting words, but no, delegating, I've learned, is a grace factor because people actually do want to help. And so the, the things that I've been, I've, you know, I've been coaching and mentoring a, a couple of people and they're behind because I said, you have got to have someone else work with you, help you. It's not enough for me to help you. At the end of the day, you go and you deal with your family or your folks and business. People have got to learn. I'm telling you, you have to learn to delegate. And honestly, we don't like to ask. We feel like we're asking for help. But you can learn to delegate in such a way that people will gratefully and gracefully do that for you. So I just really want to give that little extra on that. Delegation is critical when you're building big things. Um, and yeah, that's that's a learned skill. But once you learn it, you'll see your growth happen. You'll see it explode. So don't wait. Huh. All right. Did you just go ahead and have a big sigh you needed to let out? Because, you know, you're kind of on the, hopefully on the edge of your seat, leaning, leaning in for another good conversation. So thank you for joining us today. And we wanna make sure that you tune in next week. Now, we're in April. And so it is that last special time. Um, so we thought we'd do something a little different. Our next episode will be on tax, tax reduction planning, if you will. Again, we're not accountants, we're not financial planners, but I will tell you, and I know you know this, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So let's figure out how to hold on to more of what we make, right? Because I, again, I don't want you working 24 seven. I want you to work smarter while you're working harder and hold on to your hard earned. So thanks again for joining us and we will see you on the next round. This episode has been brought to you by Pink Passport Society, founder Larissa Troche and Leadership Coaching Connections and Mentoring with Cecilia Benford.